Hello there, this is Alice Vickery chatting away and you are listening to Dingbat Chat, the podcast where I try new experiences and then discuss how I did with an expert after it's gone a bit wrong. This is now episode six, we're going strong people. Spotify is blowing up with listens, so make sure you don't miss out on the fun. And if you need a daily dose of Dingbat, just search Dingbat Chat on Instagram and Twitter and enjoy the pictures I take to entertain you all. Oh, and tell your friends and share and follow, like, do all those social media things. Please. This week was a hard one because love is a very new experience for me and that's what this podcast is all about. But at the same time, it's all very fresh and I wasn't sure if I was ready to talk about it yet. I did, however, say that I would get far too personal, you know, cringely so. And I realised that airing it could indeed be helpful for myself and maybe even for some of you listening. Love is terribly new to me. Platonic love has really only developed in my life over the last couple of years when my friends became so essential at uni. I, I leaned on them so heavily, but it took me a while to not be so selfish and let them lean back. The sort of love that you develop in female friendships in a couple of special male friendships is so essential. It saved me at university and, and probably will again later on in life. And I honestly, I can't thank them enough. And then romantic love, the even newer concept. I've been debating whether to say this, but it's all part of my story. One that I'm desperately trying not to be ashamed of. So um, here we go. I was a late bloomer and I didn't lose my virginity until the end of first year at uni. And it was sort of like when someone who doesn't drink tries it for the first time, goes too hard and ends up getting their stomach pumped. At the end of summer, sex turned to non-consensual sex and I was raped. Then at the start of second year, I was sexually assaulted, which became a case throughout my third year at uni. It's safe to say that my trust in men, my respect for myself, my idea that these sort of things happened but they would never, ever happen to me, it was all absolutely shattered. And I put on a ton of weight, I would stay in bed all day, I would drink and smoke myself into oblivion. My mum sort of said it perfectly when I went home at Easter. She said, it's like you're drowning and we're trying to help you, but you scratch us every time we get too close. And that was my attitude towards it all for a while. But this is when those amazing friendships kept me going and and my wonderful parents got me some therapy and I slowly, slowly started to earn back my confidence again, to, to feel like myself again. And it was several months later when I met him, when I had in some way recovered and actually wanted to move on instead of forcing myself to. But I thought that I would in no way be able to love someone soon. To be honest, I wasn't even sure that I was capable of it at that point ever, really. But um, ready or not, he came along. So with episode six, there I was, 
learning to love. So I am currently in a pub, I want to say a pub, in Melbourne. It's sort of a bit like Weatherspoons, but a bit fancier. I'm here with lovely Alex today, who's currently drinking, taking a big sip on that G&T, which I think we both desperately need, because the subject, as I say, with the love doctor, guess what? It's all about love. Alex, what do you think about love? Um, yeah, it can be good, it can be bad, it can be messy, it can lead to great things, it can lead to horrific things. But it's all, it's all good. It's all good in the hood, eventually. Because, I mean, I feel like from my minute experience, it teaches you a lot of things about yourself and how much you can cope with. I mean, what, what have your experiences been? So, like, you know, first love. Because for me, that's where I am. You're that stage ahead. Hence why I'm speaking to the expert. I mean, yeah. So, first love for you, how old were you? Uh, I was 17. And yeah, he was Jack the Lad. He was one of those. All my girlfriends were like, don't go anywhere near him because he will just use you for the one thing and the one thing only and then he'll walk away. And then we were together for a year. So he took a long time to walk away then. Long time. It was a slow burner, that kid. So yeah, he smoked weed like it was cigarettes, which I didn't know about until about six months in. So I was like oh wow why do you smell so funky <laughs> just the tobacco i'm smoking i'm like extra earthy tobacco that's 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 how people describe it yeah 100 percent. we ended up splitting up because he cheated on me with a woman he worked with and i was 18 he was 20 but she was 28 now 18 you think 28 is ancient <laughs> You think, oh my God, he's left me for the Crypt Keeper, like 100%. I'm now 30 and I'm like, yeah, no, 28 is dead young, like, yeah, broke my heart. So, um, yeah, I didn't get over that for a while. Did he, like, actually genuinely leave you for the Crypt Keeper or? Um, no, so <laughs> he was very smooth about it. So we went on a break. The Ross and Rachel, I'm on a break. So we did that for a week. And then in that week, he decided to sleep with, I think her name was Leanne, classy. Then I heard about it, and I was like, honey, we were having a break from one another, not the relationship. You're a complete douchebag. I hope your dick falls off. That's such a wonderful way of saying it. A break from one another, not the relationship. Man, that's, do you know what? Rachel should have said that to Ross. Have a bit of time. Think about what you want. But don't go and sleep with someone else in the cupboard at work. <laughs> My God, that's bloody terrible. Do you know what? Like with, um, oh God, I shouldn't say this. I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna edit this out <laughs> later. We were at work. There was no one about. Is absolutely dead. And we were outside. And then it was like he was gonna go. And I was like, no, wait, don't go. And I kissed him. And it was like, oh. And then it got very, very excitable, far too quickly. And I thought he was gonna take me in the kitchen. To be honest with you. <laughs> I thought that was going to be, um, yeah, first and only time at work. But hey, oh. no one wants to like do it around knives because that's just incredibly dangerous unless you're skilled. 150%. You don't want to be in there with utensils because you don't know what they're going to be using. <laughs> like, you turn around for a second and then suddenly something else is somewhere. Yeah, you're turning around and you're thinking, what's that one? <laughs> 
where are you and what's this? What's going on? And unless there's hot butter, it's not acceptable. Hot olive oil. Not- <laughs> oh God. So with your with your with your should we call him Jack the Lad? Jack the Lad should be his official official name. Obviously, first love. Very intense. Because this is what people say. But for me personally, it all just seemed to happen incredibly naturally. It just sort of got there, you know? And then, I mean, it was intense because it happened. It was only, it was in two months. Organic, that's the word. Because, I, I mean, I was leaving in two months. So, but, and, and it was never the intention, but it did just happen. The relationship was intense, but the love just, just came, you know? Yeah. See, I say he's my first love, but, I mean, I was with him... We were together officially for a year and then on and off after that for about three and a half to four years until I met the guy I was with for a long time um, because there was just nobody else on the horizon. So um, I wasn't looking for anything else, but love-wise, I think I was just a kid. Like, it was just kid love because I was 17 and, like, I look back now and it was just an infatuation. Great love. I don't think he was that for me. I think he was just like my first kind of teenage love yeah I mean because I I, I I had a boyfriend before when I was when I was 17 actually yeah and and for me he looked like Benedict Cumberbatch so I was absolutely thrilled um, <laughs> but the thing is like I again infatuation I definitely wasn't in love like now that I have been I definitely wasn't at the time but it felt so strong and you know your hormones at that time are going fucking mental anyway so, I mean, what would you say, having experienced both now, is the difference between the two? Well, the first one, I was a kid. And the second one was all the way through my 20s. So we grew up together. Yeah, we were best friends. For me, yeah, that first one was just interesting. Something else entirely. Something that you don't particularly want to have again. For a grandma. Are you joking me? <laughs> Definitely. Actually, to be fair, with my, my first boyfriend, do you want to look like Benedict? Um, I... I didn't actually realise. We were walking down the street one day and he told me he was bi. And I was like, that's cool. Absolutely fine. Don't care about that particularly. But then I found out later on that he'd been playing Spin the Bottle with his male friends. (laughs) And at the time I was like, oh, right, yeah, that's not cheating. And I was like, no, wait, no, hang on a second. Do you know how long that took me to figure out in my head? Six months after we'd broken up. Six months fucking months because I didn't understand sexuality it took me so long to understand so that was um that was that was actually that was the closest I've ever been to cheating on to being cheated on but it was cheated on so hey it's all right I yeah it's fine great love as you say how did you meet him oh right you said you know best friends so obviously that took a little bit of time to... Yeah, so... Um, oh, crikey. Right, so the first time I... He caught my eye. Um, we were in Walkabout uh, from the place I am from, which I'm not disclosing. <laughs> <laughs> she's not ashamed, but she's not telling you. I'm not telling all my secrets. Um, and they were doing a charity event. So he was one of them that was getting his legs waxed. Then I think that night I didn't have a lot of confidence because I'd obviously been bruised a little bit from previous experience. Mm. So I got my friend to go and grab his number for me. So she came back. I was like, oh, my God, have you got his number? She's like, 100%. I'm like, well, are you going to give it me? She's like, why would I do that? 
I'm like, because I asked you to go on and she was like, yeah, but then I got chatting to him, so I'm going to I'm gonna keep it. I'm like, oh. So when you say friend, <laughs> do you actually mean the devil? Yeah. In disguise. Yeah. No, me and her had um, a very interesting friendship. Wore off a dog's back. Yeah. So I was like, do you know what? Fair enough. Crack on. She's been texting him. I don't think it went anywhere. It's because he was pining. Pining after the lovely girl he saw that night. We were like magnets being drawn to each other and anything in between just got smashed out of the way. Like an Avenger movie. So then we were seeing each other for a couple of months and then it just kind of fizzled out. And then after that, for about a year after, we would just talk all the time like are you going out am i going out blah 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 we'd meet up i mean there was once where we did a big night out all of us his friends my friends he's like do you want a drink i'm like 100 percent off your tittle <laughs> so we trotted off and then my friend was like alex what's he doing so i turns around he's only getting with a girl from another group of girls that we knew so he comes back i'm dancing he got me a drink and he's like al what are you doing i'm like what are you doing <laughs> That's the question we all want to know. Like, did you get lost? Did your did you slip and trip onto her mouth? So he was like, uh, and I was like, I tell you what, what you can do with that drink? And I just got it and I just kind of chucked it just on his feet because I didn't want to do it in the face because we weren't together. And he was always such a nice guy until I saw that. So I thought, no. So I fell out. With, fell out. So you just gave him a little puddle instead. Just a, li- just a little mess on the ankles. Um, and then after about a year, he told me on MSN. Oh, bringing back the MSN. Shout out to those wicked emojis. Back the old school that he liked more than a friend. And I said the same. And then, yeah, seven years. Well, we were Taylor for five. But all that was in the process of it being a couple. Obviously being in that relationship for a while. What would you say about yourself changed? Because, I mean, for me personally, so basically, like, just low down of my situation. Basically, I went to work in a pub, and it was two months before I came here. So over about four months ago now, very fresh, very clean. This is when I start snotting on the microphone out tears. Um, so, yeah, and I, I'd had a bad experience before with men, not, not relationship-wise, just, just men in general at university. So I didn't feel particularly safe around them. I was I really was not looking for anything at all because I knew I was leaving as well. I'd already booked the bloody tickets, you know? It was happening. First night, I started working at this pub. This guy came along, sat opposite me. Not at all what I had in my mind, but it didn't matter because he started talking and there was just no going back from then on. When you, when you fit together like that, there's just... So it's very, yeah, it's very tender. It's, and I, I don't want to say anything about him because this isn't about him. And, you know, I can't thank him enough for being there for me at that time and being that person for me. I mean, he redeemed my faith in men. It was, it was sort of like, because it was only two months and I knew I was leaving, I, on a few occasions, he had very different opinions to me. And I, on a few occasions, um, compromised myself and my integrity really um, especially when it came to things about feminism and sex and stuff like that because I didn't want to start that argument I didn't want to have that and I do wonder if it had been a long term thing if I was staying and you know it had gone somewhere if I would have compromised myself further it absolutely terrifies me will I still be myself you know a few years into it so I mean what was your experience with, with who you became yeah I was always myself I think that was the problem 
but you shouldn't sacrifice the person that you are to be with someone no matter how much you love them if they love you they shouldn't want you to sacrifice the person that you are they should want they sh- they should kind of like um bring you up rather than drag you down and if you ever come across anyone that wants to drag you down to their level even if you love the bones of them they're not the right person so like when i met um what can we call him oswald i'd like to meet an oswald can i is there any any oswald oswald Oh, no, I had someone smile, but I don't think his name is Oswald. When me and Oswald got together, his friends and my friends got on very well. So it worked really well and we would all party together and we would all meet in town. And yeah, it was completely healthy. You know, he stepped away from that life and I wanted to carry on. And that's where our paths grew apart. He had got to the point where he wanted to be a grown up way before me I still wanted to party I wanted to go out with my girls I wanted to spend my money on shit (laughs) and he didn't and he wanted to like move to a nicer area he wanted to get a mortgage maybe marriage was on the cards I'm not too sure Um, I wanted to go and travel with him it wasn't in his plan which was fine but it was in my plan and in a way I sacrificed that for him but yeah it wasn't a big deal at the time but now I'm here I think oh wish I'd come here sooner and then being here as well I know that he would have loved it and that frustrates me because I think we could have made such a great life out here but our paths just weren't meant to be and I think if I if I look at it like that then I'm all good when you say sort of being out here and knowing that he'd love to be here with yeah. you is it something that just just the lifestyle not even with me I'd probably never see him because he he was always on his bike he rode that bike more than me at one point I'm like why do you need to go on that bike all the time he's like to escape I'm like escape what he's like you I'll just go and buy some more cushions we're all good and a vibrator (laughs) vibrator blanket cushions and some Yankee candles we're all good I'll see you in a few hours. See you in a little bit. We'll be fine. You'll come back. I won't need you. I'll be good. Instagram with your cake and your and your flat white (laughs) standard cycling shit. Why was that lifestyle that he wanted not for you at the time? So um, the lifestyle he wanted back at home was just very. It was a very steady Eddie, like, and he was always what you see is what you get. That's what I always loved about him. Oh, he was living his best life. And for me, being a hairdresser in the UK, shit money. It was kind of, for me, going nowhere. And I knew what we could both earn in Australia. He wanted one thing and I wanted another. And, I- and you knew what you could have out here. You knew what you could move into. the most frustrating thing. I think he thought we had time. But I just ended up leaving. Um, and I just had enough. And he tried to make it right. And it had got beyond that point. And now I look back and I think... If I'd put a little bit more energy into making it right, maybe it could have worked. But we'd been on one holiday together. I'm thinking, mate, either put a ring on it, a ring on it, you know, single ladies, all that Beyonce shit. Come on, what are you doing? Would you? Would you have said yes if you'd have? Mm, yeah, I would have said yeah. But why would that have changed your opinions? I think there would have just been a bit more kind of like, right, we're going somewhere now. So it, we're not just... You're set together, you can go. Yeah, and I think it got to the point where we were just two passing ships in the night. He was doing his thing and I was doing my thing and we weren't working as a team. So you ended it. Now, as you say, he's moved on. 
How long did it take him? I think it took him about a year. Yeah, I wasn't the best person when I ended it. I was pretty awful. Um, and I just wanted him to be happy. And I knew I couldn't make him happy because I was being the worst person ever. But you knew at the time that you wanted him to be happy, which, which is a lot, especially when you include all your emotions. Because I like to think that that's all I want for him, for the, my guy. But, but basically, like, he met another girl at work and like neither of us had broken up with each other it was just the fact that I was leaving don't want to be in a long distance relationship thought that was unfair to him and unfair to me because this is why I was coming out here I wasn't coming out here to hook up with a load of men I mean if that happened I'm gonna be saying no but I didn't come out here looking for romance and love I came out here looking for myself and I know that sounds so bloody cliche but I found, you know, a motivation in myself that I thought I completely lost, which was so essential. That was all it was about. And I sound selfish, but I wanted this year to be about me. And so when we broke up, we were both still very much, very newly, freshly in love with each other. So it was really, really hard. And I'll tell you what, because I was confused beforehand. I never really knew what love was. And I thought, I'm, like, I think I'm in love with him, but I have nothing to compare it to. I mean, I've never had this feeling before, so I've got to assume. It was when I was out here, it was about a couple of weeks ago, and I'd, I'd found out that he was seeing this girl, and he, she was making him happier, I'm assuming, filling some sort of hole emotionally and, well, physically. Um, and I remember just being like, for my own sake, I can't talk to you for a little bit because it's too much. I know it's so silly, but I saw pictures of them on Instagram and I was like, nah, 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 cannot, cannot see that. Floods of tears. And I was like, this, at this point, I knew I was in love, or still am, because I've never felt this sad about someone else before. You know, it wasn't for myself. I was just sad about the whole situation. It was heart-wrenching. It was terrible they pull the guts out of you like when you see stuff like that so it's like all the breath out of your body man yeah so i mean even though i left and i was horrific i've never stopped kind of caring for him um and like yeah i miss him all the time he was my best friend like we have got so much in common but seeing him with this new person who i know um, and she's not the friend, is it? It's not the devil in disguise. No, no. But no, she's a really nice girl. Known her like a long time, and yeah, like they seem happy. But sometimes I come across stuff I don't want to see, and then I think, oh, that's a bit of, bit of kicking the teeth right there. But yeah, it's just hard to see, and you have to kind of distance yourself, and you have to like think like, well, why am I here? What am I doing? What am I looking for? You never know what the future brings, but I think everything happens for a reason. And it's a massive learning curve, like being in love. Oh, my God. The whole thing, you learn so much about yourself and how much you can cope with, don't you? But as you say, in the future, you never know. And I like, yeah, I never want to close the door because then you just go through life staying in one room at a time when you could walk through all of them. Why not keep on going? Last question, always, always got to be the last. Do you think when it comes to love, having heard all of my two months <laughs> four months of experience do you think yeah no I'm, I'm glad I had it short-lived but it will happen again and it's given you a positive vibe for it even though it's gone a bit 
because you've stayed in contact. So that was the dingbat part of it then, staying in contact. That's the thing to possibly avoid in the future. I think, like, if, you'd, if you were in the same country, I think it would have been fine. But I think because you're on the opposite side of the world, it's, it's not... It's not even feasible until I'm home. Sort of ding battery overall, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you reckon? To what, love? Yeah. Oh. Me. me and love, specifically. Oh, Two words that I wouldn't normally use. Yeah. I think you're. I think it's all good. I think, yeah, you're, you're going to... I mean, Jesus Christ, look out this window. I could find at least four for you right now <laughs> that would happily fall in love with you, excluding the homeless man that's doing a bit of a jingle on the steps right now. Listen, like, if they got a nice smile, bit of soap up there with a suitcase that was shouting at the police well come back <laughs> <laughs> so okay so do it all right and we'll get there eventually both of us will i think it's out there but it's whether it's all about timing and even if there are six if they've got a sense of humor they're booming up to a 12 straight, straight away straight away like you'd rather i'd rather talk to a slug than someone that has a personality of a wet lettuce <laughs> but a slug would be an interesting conversation because they're both boys and girls aren't they so you know Fun in every area. Slugs, guys. The next, the next new big thing. Anyway, honestly, you've been an absolute star. And you've told me I'm not too much of a dingbat, so I'm going to t- count that as a bloody win. Thank you so much, Alex, a.k.a. Dr. Love. Oh, yes. Thank you very much, Alex. It's been marvellous, you dingbat. Love is confusing and it's crazy, but as Alex said, it was totally, totally worth it. And hey, at the very least, now I know it's something I am indeed capable of. My first love did not go smoothly, per se, but I wouldn't change a damn thing because I learned an awful lot about what I'm like in a relationship, you know, short as it was. And the fact that I was simply myself, as was he, and we loved each other anyway... Nothing can take that away from me now, whatever happens. Well, okay, well, that had a bit of everything, didn't it? An emotional roller coaster, if you have a flair for the dramatic, which I do. <laughs> Thank you again for listening. And, and if you have gone through any of the things we spoke about in this podcast and just want to talk to someone about it, I have my phone on me at all times, like every other millennial. Your stars, honestly, the lot of you. And I'm delivering a much lighter topic next week with episode seven. Don't mess with makeup. Dun, 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 dun.